Hello, people of the universe! Besides yesterday's reintroduction, my last message was a good while ago, and quite a lot has happened since. Now, let's see then, uh, where do we leave off? Oh, yeah, I was nuclear blasting myself out of the sun's immediate orbit. Well, the plan obviously worked, even if I really didn't think that it would. What I didn't account for, in addition to still being alive, is that the blast waves would disable the ship's electronics, meaning no radio, no navigation system, and no lights. The blast was so strong, the force of it knocked me out for some time. Uh, when I came to, I realized the ship was flying faster than ever. However, for as happy as I was to be alive and to still have my memories after passing out, I knew there'd still be the challenge of slowing down and properly landing back on Earth. But... Luckily, I still had a good amount of time to worry about that, as I still had a long, 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 long stretch of space to go. Most of it was spent trying in vain to get any of the electronics working. All I could really do was listen to and work on music using the tape player, right up until the batteries ran out. Uh, I had a lucky last few hours with it, though. It was then that I was passing the first planet I'd seen since waking. This absolutely enormous, yellowish, whitish, seemingly featureless planet. I'd been able to see it slowly nearing for a week, but it seemed to be inhospitable, so I kept my distance away from its orbit. But while passing it, I just sat there by the window and watched it. As I did, a song started from one of the tapes I had mostly overlooked. I don't know what song it was, but it started like... And as I sat there, I was struck by how bright it was against the dark backdrop of space. It was so bright, I almost thought I had gone in a circle right back to the sun. And for a second, I imagined it was, and I could feel its warmth. And right then, the chorus started. You're staring at the sun, you're standing in the sea, your mouth is open wide, the lover is inside, and all the tumults done collided with the sun. And in that moment, I pictured it, literally. I saw myself staring at the sun, standing in the sea, looking up at what was nearly the thing that killed me feeling only a tiny percentage of its power on my face as I took comfort in finally being home. But the tumult wasn't done. Some of it collided with the sun, but most of it stayed with me. The batteries died out a few hours later, my last ones. The long stretch between the first planet and the second was made much longer by this fact. Without much I could do, and without the music to drown everything else out, the voices of fear and despair grew louder within me. For as much surviving as I've done, and for as much as I'm likely yet to do, one would think the process would get easier. Sure, I've made it through this far, but how much further can I go? The tubes of nutrient paste were running out. I'd already gone through all the semi-edible to half-decent flavors. The ship is borderline unusable beyond manual steering. Uh, the one tied to other people at the radio is gone. The music managed to last longer, but it's gone too. And suddenly, it's just you and the void. I couldn't even really retreat inwards because the void was there too. 
a haze of partial memories, a maze of uncertain emotions. As I continued drifting further and further away from the sun, I found myself wishing more and more that I had collided with it. Then I could become the star I wanted to be. The one you could hang a wish on from the other end of infinity. I still don't know if that was a lyric from something or what. I just found it scribbled and barely legible on the back of the control board. But before all the hope could leave me, I saw it. At first, just a tiny dot way off in the distance. Then, a pale blue speck. Then, a deep sense of familiarity. Earth. wasn't there quite yet. There was still the problem of how to land there. I remember just pacing around in a swirl of anxiety and excitement, just saying that same phrase to myself over and over again. I've made it through this far. I've made it through this far. I've made it through this far. Now, how do I come back down? As it drew near, my anxiety seemed to grow. I thought to myself, what if they don't want me back? What if I wasn't supposed to come back? But before I could bring myself to turning the whole ship around, suddenly I was closing in on it. The colors didn't quite pop like they did in my dreams, less green than I remember. As I started waving through space debris in the outer orbit, I was starting to get the impression that something was very wrong. Notably, there were no lights. In the half of the planet I could see, there were no lights anywhere. Just lots of storm clouds and lots of craters. I stayed in orbit for a while, hoping someone would come up and save me so I didn't have to attempt a landing myself. I waited a few rotations, taking in the majesty of the beautiful blue planet. But soon my rations were nearly completely out, and I knew I had to land. Without the nav system, I kind of had to eyeball the orbital entry angle. Well, somehow when I entered the orbit, I found a steady cruising angle to ride until the ship slowed down enough to properly attempt a landing. I don't know what kind of training could subconsciously prepare me for such a feat, but clearly the task was ingrained in me enough that I managed it. I tried to generally aim towards the east coast of whatever landmass was beneath me, praying I was close enough to land that I could swim there if I had to, but also far away enough that I wouldn't die on impact. And honestly, the landing was pretty smooth, all things considered. After getting the ship on a steady, albeit sharp decline into the atmosphere, I went down into the escape capsule where I'd been keeping most of the rations and such. I'd already loaded it up with all my tapes, my former crew members' bags, and anything else I didn't want burnt to a crisp. I put the suit on. Wasn't sure I needed it, but I don't know. It gave me some extra sense of security. I wasn't exactly feeling the greatest about my survival chances, if you can imagine. The feeling was hardly anything new, but it never really gets much easier to deal with. I followed the re-entry instructions in the booklet next to the control board to the best of my ability, and with maybe all of the luck the universe had left to give me, it was a clear day. 
all four parachutes opened, and I landed pretty close to land. Oceaned pretty close to land. Soon as I began bobbing the waves, I realized two things. Number one, the spacesuit had to come off if I wanted to be able to swim anywhere. And number two, I could barely move a muscle. Yeah. Uh, For my extended time in space, the long-term effects of zero gravity had rendered my body nearly useless upon re-entry into the planet. It took hours to get the suit off, and it was dark by the time I could, and the whole time, I was terrified. Terrified by the idea of trying to swim in my current state. Terrified the landing capsule would turn over and let in too much water. And terrified that I'd never be able to survive here alone. And I just kept waiting for someone, anyone, to come save me. But I haven't seen anyone yet. Fortunately, right as I was pulling the last ligament from the suit, I felt a sharp scraping beneath the capsule, which I soon realized to be the shore. In a last act of grace from the generally indifferent universe, the tide had brought me to land without me having to do anything. It was an island without much seemingly on it, but it didn't matter. From there, I crawled out, and for the first time in what felt like decades, I was touching the earth. The water was cold beneath me as I crawled my way onto the sand. It was a warm, clear night, and for a moment on the shore bank, the trauma of everything that had happened, and the anxiety of everything that will happen, all washed away, like the water crashing on the rocks beneath me. I laid on my back and looked up at the endless expanse that I had just fallen from, catching my breath and thinking my lucky stars. And right then, with perfect cosmic timing, a shooting star blazed across the sky. In that moment, I felt more connected to the universe than I ever had before. I saw that shooting star as my twin, my brother, my sister. The meteor might not be a living, breathing entity like me, but In the eyes of the cosmos, we were the same. Just pieces of space debris, made of the same matter that makes up everything. Objects separated from some greater whole, forced to flow aimlessly through a never-ending void, only to find some greater force that could bring them down to some new home, not too unlike the one they came from. The only difference between us... When the meteor crashed into Earth, it would be a rock, finding its place among rock. For me, it was a man finding its place among rock. I soon passed out under the moon and woke up to the blinding light of the sun that I had once very nearly become part of. As soon as I realized it wasn't a dream and that I was really, truly, finally in solid land again, I also remembered the escape capsule with all of my known possessions. The one that was now nowhere to be seen. Still functionally incapacitated, I cursed the very tie that had brought me to safety before counting my losses and crawling further inland. The sand beneath me soon gave way to jagged rock that cut my knees and forearms. 
but without much other option, I trudged onward until the rough ground gave way to a long stretch of overgrown grassland. This is where I found the first signs of life. Slithering in the brush nearby, sudden movements of unseen creatures finding safe distance from the man intruding upon nature. Before too long, and before having to face any of these territorial creatures, I reached the other end of the island. I cursed at the sky with what little breath I had through a dry throat, but the only response I heard was from the wind, nudging me to look in the brush to my left, where I saw it. My lifesaver. An old, half-rotted canoe. One that had certainly seen better days, but one that still looked seaworthy enough. Inside was nothing but a broken paddle, but it seemed to be the best chance at navigating the coastline and finding the pod. So I untied the canoe from its rotted wooden posts, retied it to my leg, and mentally prepared myself for the no-doubt arduous task ahead of me of crawling through the terrain I just described. This time, while dragging a canoe behind me, the length and weight of a full-grown man. Miraculously, there was a small stream that had made its way inland not too far ahead of the canoe, which was just enough water to sort of paddle it back to the greater ocean. From there, I paddled down the coastline, looking for the pod, or at least some sign of humanity. Before I knew it, I was paddling through some sort of metal graveyard. A giant wheel of some sort, half submerged, jutted out of the water. The tops of a few other large metal structures could be seen scattered around, all with faded colors and the haunting memories of those who these structures were made for. Beyond them, partially submerged, dilapidated buildings filled in the landscape for as far as the eye could see. And I went on for a while, caught up in the tragedy of time's passing, as I ignored my own time passing. The sun had begun its descent, and I knew I had to give up and find some shelter soon, when, off in the distance, the faintest glimmer of reflected light caught my attention. As it got closer, I soon realized it was the pod. <laughs> now beached onto the rocks. The parachutes tangled around an old pier, keeping the whole thing in place for the near future. When I caught up to it, I thought for sure everything in it would be waterlogged, but to my surprise, the door had stayed shut, and everything within was bone dry. Right as the dehydration was beginning to shut me down, I drank the entirety of my remaining water supply, which wasn't much, but it was enough to last me the night as I nestled back into the pod and slept off the very, very long day. When I woke up that second day, I was very happy to find the pod was still stuck in the same place. I looked out onto the endless expanse of ocean, and then at the endless expanse of sky, and then a memory came rushing back. A peaceful one, where it feels like I'm flying, and surrounding me is an endless blue. When I opened my eyes, the vision remained, but my eyes were soon drawn to the one distraction from the monochrome, the bright yellow star that begged me to look away from it. And I started humming that song from earlier as I propped myself up against the pod.
In that moment, the song was literal. I found myself staring at the sun, sort of standing in the sea, looking up at what was nearly the thing that killed me, feeling only a tiny percentage of its power on my face as I took comfort in finally being home. But the tumult wasn't done. Some of it collided with the sun, but most of it stayed with me. I turned around, and just through the brush seemed to be a road. I crawled through the short bit of unkempt roadside and emerged pretty close to this sign. Now, the third word was crudely painted on, but altogether the sign just said, Welcome to Fallout, New Jersey. There's much, much more I haven't mentioned yet, but I don't have much energy lately, so I'll just tell you more later. For now, just know I'm okay. See you later, spacefarers.